Getting a sale for your business is one of the hardest things you can do. You do your work to find a potential customer. You get them on the phone. You speak to them about your product and your business. And then at the end of the call, they say, send me some more information. Which translated is, I'm not going to buy from you. How do you overcome that objection of send me some more information, send me a proposal? How do you actually turn a sales call into business? The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome back to The Rebel Entrepreneur coaching series. We have with me, as always, Christina from Fresh Print Media. Hello, Alan. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, the 8th of December and Christmas is coming. I had my first mince pie and brandy butter this week, so I'm very happy. Do you know what those are? I know what a mince pie is, but not a brandy butter. You put you have a mince pie, which is like a short crust pastry with mince meat that doesn't have meat in. That confused me for years, and I kept arguing with my mum, why is it called mince meat if it doesn't have meat in? Then I moved past it and just enjoyed that it was made of fruit. Yeah, and you have that sort of short crust tart with uh, minced fruit in it, and then you cover it with, you put a dollop of like, butter which has been mixed with sugar and brandy on top and it like melts over the warm short crust pastry and just that's what christmas feels like to me Mm, that sounds good i've got to get that brandy butter upgrade (laughs) (laughs) so welcome back to the show how is business going in the run-up to christmas because i assume in terms of promotion for drinks brands this is a busy time of the year It is a busy time of the year. However, you know, most of the marketing materials have already been done at this point. Okay. Um, So, but I have been busy with um, event stuff, mostly for like food beverage um, kind of stuff and some other stuff that I do, like the, uh, I take photos for a real estate company for their listings. And so they've actually had quite a few vacancies lately. So um, I've been pretty busy with with work just not really the marketing images so much Um, but I've got some stuff coming up that's like for January that I've been in talks for so that's you know good as well excellent so you've had a busy month with actual work work because I guess in any business there's two types of work there's the working on the business which is what we talk about mostly And then there's the actual doing the business, which is taking the photographs, editing the photographs, delivering the product. And you've had two weeks of good work work. Yeah, I've been, I would say maybe even a little bit more. I feel like three, four weeks now that I've been pretty consistently, um, you know, got stuff going on, which has been really nice. And then I've been trying really hard to stay on top of, like we talked about staying on top of the outreach or the follow-up and the marketing to make sure that there will be more stuff coming in after that. (laughs) Because that is always the challenge. And that was the, 
the problem that plagued me for the first however many years of business is I would spend all my time marketing, then I would get work and I would stop marketing and stop sales whilst I did the work. The work would finish and then I would have nothing to go on to. Um, so then I'd spend all my time marketing again until I got a client. Then I would do the work and stop marketing. And it was like a repeating process for the first five, six years of my business. Um, it takes me a long time to learn things, Christina. Um, but then I did learn that I have to keep marketing going, even if I am inundated with business. Otherwise, there comes that lull. And unless you actually want that lull. So if you go, I've, I need a break. I've got enough. Let me just queue them up for afterwards. Then we need to keep the marketing going. So how have you managed to squeeze it in around the photography for the real estate, the photography shoots? How have you managed to squeeze it in around that, the event stuff? Um, just, you know, kind of scheduling. First of all, scheduling calls. Um, I've had a lot of calls, one-on-one -on -one meetings, um, some of them through BNI, which we'll probably touch on. And then some of them through, you know, just other stuff, referrals, outreach. Um, I've been, when I have time, I've been just sending over, I get a number of things in my inbox, just like kind of looking for a photographer. And a lot of them are maybe companies looking for someone in-house. Uh, and some of them are looking for more project-based, kind of like more traditional job posting. So I've just been submitting out to those as well. Um, and there's been, I've had some good conversations. One of them was a PR agency and I, from reading the ad, this is the thing is that sometimes these guys are looking for in-house and sometimes it sounds like they are, but they're not, they're looking for project-based or they're looking for, um, or short-term or maybe someone there are, they are looking for in-house, but then they need someone to handle when there's additional projects. So one of them, like actually was a good conversation as PR firm. Uh, they really like my work and they're, they are trying to put together a stable of like five photographers in the area who they can steer their clients into working with instead of their clients just hiring whatever random person. Uh, that they, <laughs> Which I'm that sure the PR company yeah. hates. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we don't, we're getting these images that we don't like and they're not useful. So um, they really like my work and they're adding me to their website and, you know, hopefully I'll be, well, I will be one of the options that they're giving their clients. So like, there's been some good things like that. Um, you know, trying to just follow up. I'm just making myself notes and follow up with specific people. Um, you know, trying to schedule and take those calls and conversations when I can. And, and not all of them are fruitful, but at least then I figure I'm on their radar. I'm putting myself out there more, um, you know, so I think it's been uh, useful in general, Excellent. obviously. A um, couple of questions for you, uh, which for everyone listening to this, these are the questions you should ask yourself as well. With the incoming inquiries that you get through these different services, do you just sort of hit them back with an email reply or do you ring them? Uh, most of them have resulted in setting up phone calls. Okay, cool. Yeah. So whatever you're doing in the process of responding gets to a phone call. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So I, send, I send over my work and most people have been like, oh, we really like, you know, we really like your work. Like, let's set a time to, to talk. So That's fantastic, which that is the whole purpose of this is to get on the phone. Yeah. Um, 
What's the average result? What? How do those phone calls end? Um, most of them go well. Most of them result in, um, most of them result in, Hey, you know, let's, I'm going to gather more info, info for you, or I'm going to send over samples of what we talked about and a sample proposal, you know, what this looks like. Okay. So you send over the sample proposal or the extra details. Um, do you ever try and close on that original call? Um, I don't really no cool what kind of questions like so when i do sales meetings and i go out and do a sales meeting and the thing i hate like the ending to a sales meeting that i hate is send me some more information if they say send me some more information what goes through my head they're not gonna buy they're not invested in buying yeah they're like getting rid of me and sometimes they genuinely want more information to think about it. But most of the time it's because they're not ready. It's not right. They've got some other objection in my head. If they say that kind of thing, like send me some more information, what do you think my response is as I've got more confident? Because I would not have responded this way in the early days. But now I'm a little bit older, grayer, more confident. What do you think my response is? What's your credit card? <laughs> I quite like that answer. I love it. Like, if we're saying that send me some more information probably means they've got some objections, what do I want to find out there and then? Um, what the objections are. Yes. So what could we ask that would help find that out there and then? I guess you could ask what's stopping you from starting today. Beautiful question. I would have said something like, uh, so tell me, is there anything that would stop you making a decision to work with me today? Which is kind of basically the same question. Um, but what we're looking to do is handle any objections on the phone. Because if they go away, they'll then get a couple of other proposals or they've spoken to a couple of other people and you don't get a chance to handle those objections. You don't get a chance to say your bit they just look at the paperwork and decide on a bunch of criteria that you don't know what's happening and I'm always like I need to be involved in the conversation like if I'm going to help them decide to use me I want to be on the phone whilst they're doing it mm -hmm. would you feel comfortable asking a question like that yeah okay so like imagine I'm a client ask me the question so what I need uh, is just a bit more information. Can you send me through a proposal and some details? Okay, so if you say that, then I would say, okay, I'm going to run this by you. So would I, should I just say, uh, are there any objections that are stopping you from moving forward on this today or working with me today? Or could you say, would you say, I'd be happy to do that, however, I mean, I don't know. I just don't. So just ignore the, should I just ignore them? <laughs> I mean, not ignore them, but... Should I just ignore the sending of the stuff question and be like, are there any, are there any elements that are stopping you from working with me today? Just before I say how I would handle it, are you able to give them a price on the phone or do you that's, need to go away and think about it? That's the hard part. Generally, I need to think about it. Okay, cool. So you actually need some time. So what I would say to them is, 
absolutely, I will send you the proposal. I will send you all the details. Are there anything that you think would stop you from working with me? Are there anything that you think, like, we're not quite sure if Christina has these skills this bit? Like, tell me, just so we can deal with this now, and then I'll send over the price, and then all you need to do is reply yes, and I'll take care of the details. Basically, we want to get out any objections, anything that they're thinking before you get off the phone. But I would absolutely agree to send it across. I don't think there's any problem with that. It's just we don't want to let them off the phone without knowing. And you could phrase it, okay, so if the price is right, if the price is okay for you, have you got everything you need to know that it's me you want to work with? We just don't want to let them off the phone <laughs> without knowing. Is there anything in the way of this deal? Yeah. Would you, in a, would another option be to say, I'm going to put together a proposal. Let's schedule a follow-up call and we can go over it. I and love that. not send it until <laughs> you're on the call. So you can actually say that, like, Okay, I will develop a proposal and a plan of what we're going to do. Can we schedule this call so I can go through it with you? And then if they're actually interested in doing that, that is a fantastic sign. You say, well, okay, like, let's book a date, Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Um, I'll have everything ready for you and I'll guide you through it on the call. Basically, we don't want to give people the chance to go away and do something else. We always want to like have them in that call, make sure we've agreed, uh, and everything is dealt with whilst we're on the phone. We want yeah. to avoid sending them away to think. Because let's be honest, like when someone when you do that to someone is like, let me think about it, what are you actually saying to them? I don't want to buy right now. Yeah. And I'm you not send sure them off if and this is valuable. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those reasons, like, I'm not sure it's valuable. I'm not ready to buy. It's one of those reasons. And Basically, that is like a, a leave me alone for now. And then when it comes to it later and you are ready, you'll start your search again. You might not necessarily go back to the person that you spoke to three months ago. So we kind of want to avoid that like dodging of it. They might actually come back with a real business reason, which says, OK, we are not ready to buy this right now. I need to wait for this person to be hired or for this thing to happen within the company. Then you can kind of go, well, okay, let me contact you or what date do you want me to contact you on to work through with this? But that's a real business reason. Um, but mostly like I want to go away and think about it is a leave me alone, please. Um, it's just a polite way of saying it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I say that often. <laughs> Leave me alone for now. <laughs> I've just given away my secrets as well. Anyone who rings me from now on is going to go, Alan, you said that this means this. What's the real reason? I'm going to go, oh, no. Okay, let me tell you what's really going on. And I'm actually trying really hard to tell people straight. Like the ideal bit with a supplier that you actually want to work with is tell them straight. Like, I'm not ready, or I was just gathering data and prices, or this or that, like whatever it was you're actually doing. But most people are embarrassed to tell you what actually is going on. They just would rather give a generic, yeah, send me some information and I'll consider it. Yeah. Uh, have you had any 
do you ever get the feeling because I know when I do the sales calls I get a feeling of whether it's going to happen or not do you get that feeling when you're on a phone call with someone of like this sounds like a really good thing like this is going to happen or do you get the feeling of "Mm, they're just fobbing me off some yeah sometimes it depends I feel like the first call not so much but maybe when I speak to people like subsequent calls it becomes a little more clear um but the first call I the, the one thing I do notice though is energy like sometimes you just have a really easy rapport with someone and you like you like you feel like you would work well together and then some people are just like you know I even I even shot with someone yesterday who was like more of a collab like potential collaboration down the line with her clients and my clients and I'm like or her you know clients our clients becoming each other's but you know sometimes it's just like you feel like you're pulling things out you know like you're really trying working for that conversation yes so you know I just um yeah you feel the energy if you feel like oh this person's gonna be easy to work with they're gonna understand we're gonna understand each other's vision it's gonna be you know it's gonna jam and then sometimes you're like, uh, the energy here is weird. And like, maybe I won't be too upset if we don't work together. <laughs> you know? Then you go, yeah, I'll send you the proposal. And you're the one saying that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, but you know, you never know. Sometimes people come back and they say yes. And then they, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's not drama, but I just have reservations when I feel like the energy, like, isn't quite there. So you know, yes, I know definitely. it can lead to, it's like one of those like initial red flags, right? It just can lead to communication issues or under, misunderstandings down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about like the specific language. We've, we've had a few of the closing bits, but what's the specific language you use at the end of the call? Because you're getting way better, Christina, at actually having the energy, talking about what you do together, creating those connections. I feel like the pieces, the closing language at the end to really sort of like nail down what are the next steps. What kind of language do you use? I mean, generally, I don't really think I have much um, other than I'll send you over the samples or the whatever we whatever it is we discussed it's generally like oh, i'm gonna send those over to you and then that's about it like talking <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> yes yeah, so I, I don't have that. anything formal and exciting okay so let's develop some things that you might actually like um so we come we've had a really good chat we're coming to the end of the call. What could you do? What could you say to lead the person you're talking to into let's just get this deal done, which you know is a good for them because you know you can provide a good result for them. You know it's good for you. What can you say to like nail it down, make it more concrete? Do you understand what I mean by concrete? Yes, but I don't know how to do it. I'll be like, so we doing this, partner? I don't know. With finger guns. You turned into a cowboy. I love yeah, that. Are we doing this, a... partner? Yeah, that's, that's all I can. <laughs> that's all I got. Why don't you try it? It will be memorable, that's for sure. It would be memorable, yeah. It would be memorable. Imagine other things you could say. Um, should I send an invoice we could, for a deposit so we can get started? I love that. I love that. So tell me, where should I send the invoice to? 
so that we can get started on the project. Or, like one that I always like is, all you have to do is say yes, and I'll take care of the details and get this ball rolling. And then you sh shut up and stare at them. A lot of these involve shutting up and staring afterwards. Yes, I'm learning that that is a very valuable skill for sales. It's unbelievable valuable and actually one of the hardest things in the world for people to do. I do like the, um, all you have to say is yes, and I'll take care of the details and get this started. Like, I like the taking care of the details element of that because the thing I'm finding, and I'm this has been um, shifting for me how I even go through the calls and go through the, and how I handle the proposals or create the proposals, what I put in them. Um, because the thing is, is I found... And it's tough because you, some people have a very clear idea of what they need and want, and some people mm. do not. Um, and sometimes the reason they do not is because it's just not their area of expertise. Like, yes. And it's always good, like in, in my world with imagery, it's good if they have like references, and most do, most have like, have put together some sort of, you know, branding sheet or have they have a logo, they have colors, they might have some companies that they really, they follow that they really like what they do. And like, so a lot of times they have some sort of reference of like what kind of content they want to create. But the thing I found is like, because they don't have the expertise I have when I get, if I go the wrong path and I'm like, well, what do you want? Let's narrow it down. Like it's too much for them. It's overwhelming. And then, then, then they don't want to work with you and not consciously. It's almost unconsciously like oh this is a lot to process and try to think about it's like if i asked you to you know go build a house you're like oh well there's so many things i have to look up oh like you know it's not like but if i asked you to go give a half hour presentation on just you know training someone for you know i don't know, starting a business you would be like oh okay easy right it's like a new skill set so and something people don't want to do. They just want to hire someone to take care of it. So I always thought that by getting really detailed and trying to figure out what they want or the way I was going about it, um, that I was helping them. But the thing I've, I'm starting to realize is that's just overwhelming. So instead, I'm trying to take more of a tactic, like talk to them, get any references they have of, of what they're looking for, what they like, uh, look through their company branding, you know, that, that depends on if they say in the call, if they want to stay with that approach or they want to change, maybe they want to change their aesthetic. And then I just put together, I'll put together an idea for the shoot or a couple ideas and say, am I on the right track? What, mm -hmm. how, what do you think of these? And then that, that gives me more ability to like say, they could say yes, no, and change it. Like I'm trying to take care of those details because the thing I'm learning is it's, it's overwhelming for the person who this isn't their area of expertise big time like i find it really difficult when i'm doing a photo shoot because it's not my area of expertise and i'm like i need podcast photos yeah uh, and i and go then... alan what do you want and you're like i don't know <laughs> yeah but then i've actually had to work really hard to go okay i want this type of photo with this kind of prop I want these things. And I did a whole range of photos in a day with a photographer where I brought all the props. But then I was like, well, I'm doing all the work. I literally had to like write out an entire list of shots. I had to buy all the props. I had to do everything. And it was frustrating. If they'd have come to me and said, okay, so 
you want photographs to your podcast, like how many do you need? How many episodes it's for? What are the episodes titles? Like I'll set up the shoot. All we need to do is agree the day and you show up with a range of t-shirts and I'll send you a list of what you need to bring. I'd be like, awesome. Thank you. And then I, if I trusted that I could show up for the day and all those photos would be taken, I would be so happy. I found the opposite of that when using photographers is that I have to make, I have to make it happen. Otherwise they won't. And I find that super frustrating and actually stops me from doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've kind of been finding. And I think, I think that's a theme with photographers because we want the, we want the clients to be happy. And we think that the way to do that is to like, make sure that they have everything just as, as they want it by leaving it up to them. (laughs) But I think, (laughs) I'm starting to realize that, you know, a lot of times it's like, okay, I can, I can mock up and send you like a little shot list. And then you can say yay or nay, or change this color or move that there, or I don't like triangles. And then that's, that's easier on you because you're seeing it and you just have to say yes, no, maybe. Right. You know, it's a lot easier, but then you still have got, you've still approved the concept beforehand, but I haven't made you go on Amazon and buy 50 things you know i love that yes because what you can actually do based on that and the language is okay so here's the process for getting the result you want the process is i will create a shot list and send it to you and then we will set a date for the photography on that date we will meet all the photos will be taken then i'll edit them and send them to you so the process from now is we book the date now for the photography shoot. And then I'll send you over the next two days, the list of potential shoots we will agree them. And by the time that date comes around, we'll have everything ready to go. So when would you like to book your photography date? Because I feel like that you need to close in on the date. Because if there's one thing I've learned over the last three or four years, it's is until there is a date in the diary, if you would say in England, schedule, calendar, um, until there is a date in the diary, nothing happens. Once there is a date in the diary and you've got a fixed point, that's how you make that magic happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of, I see that parallel with, you know, a lot of the work that I do. A lot of it is very, right now, a lot of the stuff that I successfully book is date dependent. Mm -hmm. They have a deadline. A lot of the stuff I'm reaching, a lot of the people I'm talking to, even though they seem to be interested, they might not have a hard date for like what these images are for. They're like, oh, well, I'm trying to get my, you know, we're launching this or we've got this thing coming out or marketing, like everything's very up in the air. And so I think there's no deadlines. And so that doesn't create urgency for them. So maybe if I create the urgency... You have to. You have to create the urgency. And I think you're actually doing them a favour. So when I've been like, oh, I need to get a photo shoot to launch this thing, and it's kind of nebulous, it actually just stretches out, even if I don't want it to. Whereas if someone like a supplier says to me, okay, let's set the date, let's get this going, I jump into action and it just gets done. Um if someone doesn't do that to me and create that urgency, it can just, well, there's so many priorities every day. You can't do everything. And if it's not, if it's nebulous and floating around up there, it never gets done. Yeah. 
So I need like, someone to tie me down. Yeah, like this whole list of things I have. I have like a, I have like a, <laughs> this is all stuff that needs doing. Um, <laughs> some of it's been crossed off, but I, I circle, I'll box in things that are like time dependent and urgent and, you know, certain colors, but there's things on here that would be like very helpful to get done. But, you know, since they don't have like a date, they just, they go from list to list. They just. exactly so part of the value you can actually bring to your clients is helping them to make it happen and they will thank you for that Uh, because otherwise it just ends up nebulous and part of the challenge when hiring people is that like it's just too nebulous it's just too fluffy so if we had a scale of fluffy to concrete And if you think ideas start up in the clouds, it's like a cloudy, fluffy idea. And what we're trying to do is take that idea and gradually make it more real until it is concrete. And concrete is it'll happen on this day at this time with these people, with these props and these clothes done. It is as concrete as we can get. The deal is signed. And what we're doing is looking to move people and their ideas from fluffy and floating round up there in the clouds, <laughs> gradually down, or maybe not gradually, as quickly as possible down to concrete. And once it's concrete, they feel it, they understand it's going to happen, you feel it and understand it's going to happen, and you have an agreement, and it's paid, and it's done. And that is the whole process. And these closing phrases are designed to move us down to concrete. So one of the closes I'd love to talk to you about is the assumptive close. Have you heard of the assumptive close? So the assumptive close is we are assuming we are going to do this and then I will give you a pair of options assuming we're moving on to the next step. Okay, so we've decided this, this and this. Uh, Which day would you like to book the photo shoot next week? Tuesday or Thursday? And then it's actually quite difficult for people to go, uh, 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 Tuesday? (laughs) You want to tie them down into an actual specific next action. And then if they say, whoa, 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 then you know there's an objection and you can find it and deal with it. Uh, You might actually have, okay, so the process is this, this and this what would be the options you would give people? Uh, Would you like to book a two-day shoot or a one-day shoot? Uh, Are you looking to get 30 photos or 45 photos? Are you looking for A or B? And what you're trying to do is like every time they answer an either-or question, you're making it more concrete. So all of a sudden it's real. And we're kind of looking to tie those, tie those down. And we're always assuming that we're going ahead with the sale until they say we're not going ahead with the sale. And when they say that we're not going ahead with the sale, that is the perfect thing because you go, okay, there's an objection here. Excellent. Tell me, what's this? Why is that? What's stopping you from doing this? What are your thoughts? What's holding you back? Uh, and we can really then find the objections and deal with them. Or you'll find it's an actual genuine reason. 99% of the time, it's not a genuine reason. It's just a a feeling thing. So can I give you a couple more example questions to help you with this? So 
whose name should I make the invoice out to? That's that's like the the real ending question. That's like a perfect question because then they go, uh, Jeff Smith? Or they go, I'm not quite ready to do that yet. And then you can say, that's great. You're not quite ready. What else do you need? You'll find out all sorts of things. When do you want to have this project delivered by? There's a lovely, like, bringing it down into real dates. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. Yes. Patrick, leave that pause in to prove that we're actually saying something valuable and we have a writing bits down. Um, the other bit is to assume an agreement for the sale and then to ask for an upgraded bit. What I mean by that is like an assumption of, okay, perfect. So we're going to do a one day shoot that will produce these photos. Would you like to add on the service that does this? So we'll do a one day shoot with 30 photos. Would you like to add on the package where I correctly size them for Instagram, Facebook and whatever? And you've assumed they're buying the first thing. And then they'll go, oh, yeah, that would be really useful because then we can just send it straight to the social media team and get the promotion going. Then I guess the uh, like the other way of doing it is if on the phone call you've got like a couple of ideas you could approach their project is to say to them, OK, so based on what you've said to me, X, Y, Z, what would be better, option one or option two? That relies on you being able to come up with those options on the spot but I'm sure you can, like you've done enough of this to know, okay, they'll want this shoot at their office or they'll want me to, they'll send me the stuff to my office and I'll do a photo shoot at home. Uh, and you can say to them, like, those are the two options. Option one, I'll come into your venue and we'll photograph it too. Option two, you can ship the products to me and we'll set it up in the home studio. We'll get all the photos taken, which works best for you. Has this given you some ideas on how to close these people, Christina? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot gentler. Well, I don't know gentler, but it's probably the same amount of gentleness uh, or ungentleness. I don't know words, but it's a lot more strategic than just what's your credit card. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's. There's a lot more service in it, you know, than just like, oh, fuck you, pay me. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's just, you know, there's an actual like, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's better. It's much better. So is there anything that you think would stop you from using these kind of closing sentences or phrases? Um, no, I think I just need to practice them and do them. Did you notice I just used one of the closing phrases on you? No, I didn't. Oh, is there anything anything that would stop you? Yeah, Yeah. which is exactly the same as you say. Is there anything that would stop you going ahead with this project? Is there anything that you have in the mind that would stop you saying yes today? It's the same question. And actually, it feels quite nice because people get the opportunity to say what's in their head. And it can actually be done in a very comfortable way. No, I like it. Cool. So what I suggest is we do a mini experiment on the sales and in your calls over the coming week or so, I would like you to just jot down after the call which closing statement you tested, how comfortable it felt and what their response is. Yeah. Excellent. 
Is there any other help you need on the sales calls that are coming up? No, I think that that's really good. I'm getting much more comfortable with them in general and just talking to people um, about myself, my business, the possibilities of what I can do for them. So that's all good. So yeah, but I definitely didn't have any sort of closing verbiage or, (laughs) you know, strategy. (laughs) I love that. So we have a plan, we have ideas. And for those of you listening, the mistake that every entrepreneur makes is to accept the sentence, send me more information. And we all do it because we trust the other person. Send me some more information. Yeah, of course I'll send it to you. The challenge with that is you send the information and then what do you have to do? Follow up and follow up and follow up. And that's when you start to feel like a pest rather than someone they actually want to work with. So if you can take away all of that follow up and use the questions, statements, assumptive close that Christina and I have been talking about in this podcast, you will save you time, you will save your clients time, and you will close more business. Do you think there's anything that will stop you from using these techniques on your next sales calls? No. Well, I get don't. on with it then. Oh. <laughs> Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for listening to the Rebel Entrepreneur podcast. Go out there, close some business and make some money doing what you enjoy. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a Rebel Entrepreneur.